Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 74, and today we're going to be talking about how exercise and movement can be medicine with Natalie from the popular Not Another Runner podcast. Following her own challenges with mental health, Natalie will give us an insight on just how effective getting fit and healthy has helped her overcome her own challenges. Hi Natalie, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you very much for inviting me. It's really exciting to be on the other side as opposed to interviewing. It's a little bit more relaxing actually. I can relax and unwind. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I appeared on your show and I, I wanted you to come on to the Fitter Healthier Dad show because I think you, your message um, and your approach is really, really uh, strong and very, very important for the situation that we're in right now with, you know, lockdown 2.0 and, you know, just the the crazy world that is 2020, unfortunately. But yeah, you, you, you've got some some great approaches. Uh, your podcast is fantastic. And so I thought the audience are going to get a huge amount of benefit for having you on the show. Um, so yeah, so for the, for the people that haven't heard of Natalie and um, your podcast, you know, can you give us a brief kind of background on to, you know, how you've got to where you are to date? Yeah. Um, thank you, firstly, for those kind words as well with the podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, so I'm Natalie, and otherwise known as Not Another Runner Online. Um, but yeah, Natalie um, from Wales, Pembrokeshire. Um, I'm 29 years old, and I work full-time as a civil servant. And then alongside that, I host my own podcast, Not Another Runner Podcast, and um, everything on social as well, so Instagram. And that all came about after, um, you know, starting running and trying yep. to lead a fitter healthier lifestyle fell in love with running and all the benefits that it brought to my life yep. and soon I found myself setting up a page online just to um, stay motivated remain accountable and share some good tips yep. um, especially con- um, combined with you know mental health and managing that and then just to give back really to the running community because it had given me so much and then yep. before I knew it six months down the line I was setting up my own podcast and interviewing guests and people that I'd looked up to for a very long time. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, really. This all started, I think it was two years ago I started putting right. things online. So, yeah, a bit quite um, new still to, to everything online and the podcast. Still yeah. learning. Yeah, no, uh, all, uh, I think we're, we, all, we all are all, always learning. And I think, you know, for me, Natalie, podcasting is such a great medium to you know, to either get your message out there or to connect with other people so you can share a message for those which, you know, need to hear it. And I think, you know, the, the you touched on their accountability uh, and I'm always talking about this in, in our community accountability because, you know, information and knowledge is one thing, 
and that's great. And, you know, I read a, a statistic fairly recently that, you know, you can get a hundred people to, to look at something or to read something, but less than 7% of them will actually take that and do anything with it. And so accountability, I think is really, really important that, you know, either you have like you did, you know, put something online or you have a buddy that can help you out or a colleague or a family member to really, because as humans, I think we, we, we allow things to get in our way or we are very good at putting obstacles in our own way. Whereas if you have someone externally or something externally to you kind of, you know, challenging you or pushing you and stuff like that, it really does make you make that difference, so to speak. Definitely so. And what I was just thinking, as you were saying that about buddy and having something external to keep you accountable to that, to whatever it may be, it could be a goal of yours. That's exactly why training plans are so useful or a goal mm. or, you know, a, a diet plan or whatever it may be, because you've got that schedule, that routine, that external object, whether that is um, a physical one or abstract, it is there to help you remain accountable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So coming back to your kind of moment, Natalie, when you took up running, was it, was there, was it a, a life event or something happened in your life, which kind of put you um, in the kind of running community or was it a desire that you'd had for a while and then you had a trigger and you just went for it? What, what happened? Um, it's quite a long story, but I don't want to bore everyone with yeah. it length of my uh, journey but I'll I'll back up just a little bit and just say that I've never been very fit like I always okay. got by with school teams and sports but never been that fit right um and I was a lot heavier when I was younger so mm-hmm. after um it was a pinnacle moment after my brother had passed away so right. I was only 14 at this point wow. me and my mum um started a health journey and we started losing weight and we were going to curves the women's only gym franchise Right. And, and it all you know, stemmed from there. Mm. Um, and then skip forward a few years, I was up and down with my mental health, right. um, good periods, bad periods, and always, always wanted to get into running. But I could mm. never get myself out the door, get myself going, right. because I was just too mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. So I'd sign up for a race thinking, oh, that will motivate me. I'll finally get up and get going. Yeah. But it just never did. So three years later... I'm still in the same position, still not getting myself out there. Um, And then I'd taken up a bad habit of smoking. And finally, I was like, right, this is just, this has got to stop. So I decided to give up smoking for Lent. And then instead of just giving up a bad habit, I thought, right, this year, I'm going to take up a good habit. So I'm going to take up running. And then running allowed me to continue abstaining from smoking. And then before I knew it, I absolutely fell in love and it just went from there and I haven't looked back other than this last year when I've been injured unfortunately so I haven't been right. running much at all yeah so that's been difficult but that's how it all started really 2017 it was um a moment of right I need to be healthy I need to be happier so yeah. let's quit the smoking start running and yeah it's brought lots and lots of positive changes to me in my life since yeah I mean that that just sounds fantastic and it, and it sounds slightly kind of similar to my story in so much as you know when you find something that you really connect with it 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 becomes it, it kind of it kind of it almost switches it on its head from the point of you know you may have had bad unhealthy habits but now you've got 
good healthy habits right and and once you you're on this kind of you get this momentum you don't want to stop and 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 a lot of people talk about the runner's high um because of what happens you know when you fire up your metabolism you, you know your endorphins the serotonin that you know all those kind of good chemicals that get released when you run that you know is is what keeps some people going and, and is that what keeps you going the high that you get from running my god massively so and do you know what i know this even more so since being injured so i haven't really been able to do much cardiovascular exercise in the last year and i honestly cannot express how vital it is for me in managing my mental health so if i've had a cold or a flu and i hadn't exercised or run or you know done some form of high um you know, cardiovascular exercise, mm. I would be, I would be pleading with a doctor to try and give me something in order to make myself better so that yeah. I could exercise to make myself mentally well. I would be crying. So three days without exercise, I kid you not, I would be tearing the walls. So yeah. to, to manage my mental health this last, it's been 11, 12 months now, wow. very, very little running, very little cardiovascular exercise yeah. has been so difficult. And it made me realize even more how crucial exercise is in managing all sorts of um, yeah. combination of your mental health and your well-being. So I've had to be quite inventive and find it in other <laughs> formats. And that's yeah. been really hard. It's been so difficult. And yeah. it got to a point where I thought, I can't keep being patient. Like the impatient <laughs> of being injured and not being able to run because it's getting boring now. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crucial, honestly, so crucial. I can't, I can't. I mean, I I can completely relate to that. Um, And particularly, and I think this is really important to, to kind of point out really often there are times when it might be middle of the week it might be dark, it might be cold, it might be wet. And the last thing that you want to do is actually go outside or do any exercise. And I actually did a a Facebook live on this one Sunday morning when I was going to go out for my morning run. It was a long run and it was six o'clock in the morning. It was dark and it was hammering down with rain. And, you know, years gone by, I would have just shut the door and gone back to bed. But what I do now is I play that forward in my mind and I say to myself, what am I going to feel like when I come back from that run? And the answer always is I will feel amazing. But you have to, it's such a mind game um, thing with, with, I believe, with fitness because you, like I just said, you know, you can quite easily sack it off, go back to bed. Um, and then get up and just feel all lethargic all day. Or you can go out, get soaking wet, get cold, have a run and come back and feel amazing. And it, I can't emphasize, and, and you've done a, a good job at this, of how important, or not, not necessarily how important, but how effective it is. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you feel tired, if you feel, feel lethargic, and if it's wet, and if it, you know, if it's cold, do it anyway, because I can guarantee you, you know, you will feel better as a result of doing it. But I think for a lot of people that are perhaps listening to this, who are not, you know, um, consistently exercising, they might find that hard to comprehend. So, you know, what can you, what can you say around that, Natalie? It's, 
interesting you were saying that about um, feeling better after and not wanting to do it and and because that just brings back so many memories and I always say on the not another runner podcast um, to get up and get going because you'll never yeah. regret going but you'll always regret not going so yeah. I always used to say this to friends and family about when they'd ask me oh god you're going to the gym again and I'm like well I never regret going but I'll always regret not going yeah. because it would always put me in a better frame of mind and do you know even if your exercise is 10 minutes long, yep. so like some days mine might be 10 minutes of stretching or yoga because of this injury, but I always feel better for that and prioritizing that time for me to switch off from stresses of everyday life, uh, worries, anxiety, feeling yep. low, and just moving your body and allowing yourself to tune in to how you're feeling and how you're doing it's so beneficial for so many reasons mm. um i think yeah. if you could just remind me of that question again because i feel like i'm going off on a tangent because i get so no, no, passionate no, no. about I, exercise and movement <laughs> it, it, it was more around you know when you really don't feel like it you know yes how do you manage it yeah because you know i I still get it now um, and I will get it. You know, if this Sunday when I'm due to go out to do my long run, it's the same scenario, raining, cold and wet, I won't feel like doing it. Mm. Um, and do you know what? I actually want to share this with listeners because recently over the last few weeks, this has not happened to me for a, probably nearly a year now. Um, and it must be the time of year. Very rarely do I feel like not doing fitness or not doing any kind of exercise. But it's coming to this part of the year. And over the last couple of weeks, I felt like it. Even though I've just started my 2021 training program, I felt like, oh, do you know what? I really, I really don't feel like it. And, in you, and the thing with this is, and I'm not sure whether or not you can relate to this, you can very quickly spiral to the point where you miss one session, you miss another session. You miss another, and it, and it just can end up like that to the point where you just don't do anything anymore. Um, and, you know, like you say, for your mindset, mental clarity, um, you know, that type of thing, it's ha- it can have such an impact. Yeah. I think when someone is perhaps not motivated or perhaps even if they are a bit low, like I, if I'm having a low period in my mental health and I'm having like a very low depressive phase, mm. it is so hard to get out the door, yeah. like so incredibly hard, especially if I'm on my own. I, yeah. do, I don't know what it is, but just leaving that door just fills me with anxiety because I don't want anyone to see my face because mm. I know my face is painting a picture of total depression and if someone asks me how i am i might just break yeah. so to leave the house i feel really vulnerable yeah. so in that instance i think the best um tool that i've used is a buddy a buddy system so right. texting a friend or family member or a loved one um not necessarily texting because you probably live with them but yeah. scheduling a time with a person that you trust to be able to go for a walk and it does not matter what your exercise is going to be, just getting outside, fresh air. If the sun is shining, then you've got vitamin D, which allows the neurotransmitters to do their work, um, helping us to produce more serotonin, which helps lift the mood. Um, Fresh air just instantly makes you feel good anyway. And if you are walking or you have raised your heart rate slightly more than you would be if you were sat on the couch, then that is going to help 
your um, endorphins kick in, which will give you a feel good. So if you need to, then just reach out to someone that you trust yeah. and just say, right, let's go for a walk one o'clock. And you know what? It could be a 10 minute walk to the park and watching the kids play. That will still help you feel a little bit better so that the next day you might feel more inclined then to get up and get going and get some exercise. Um, yeah. It's just having these little life hacks that, um, yeah. that will help you get up and get going. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes people can overlook this and they, th they can think that this sounds way too complicated to kind of add that into already busy and stressful life. But it, it doesn't really. It's just, you know, it's like anything when you, when you uh, change a routine or you try and change a habit, you try and put a new habit in. It's a little bit tough initially. But once you, again, once it becomes a habit, it's quite easy. But I think it's really key you know, particularly we, well, we're coming to the end of potentially lockdown 2.0 that, you know, people are, who are listening to this, you know, what when I think what we're not saying Natalie, is you don't necessarily need to go out and train for a marathon, but you do need to get outside and move, get fresh air. Like you say, get that vitamin D because, you know, studies and science is starting to prove that vitamin D is one of the key factors to having a good, strong immune system. And if you have that, you're going to lessen the likelihood of getting something like COVID and all the rest of it. Yes, definitely. And do you know what I was thinking the other day? I need to get a new sad lamp, you know, seasonal affective disorder yeah. lamp, because it's so dark in the mornings now. I'm so, yeah. so, I'm finding it really difficult to get up and do some exercise before work. Whereas in the summer, it was not a problem. Yeah. And I know it's because the, how do they say it, circadian rhythm is being um, messed with because we're mm. in darkness. So the melatonin is still being produced. I still feel really tired, lethargic. I do not want to get out of bed. No. Um, so I was saying to myself, I must get that lamp. Yeah. Um, you were saying about how it can be hard not to spiral. And I mm. think that's really important to touch on as well. Um, for myself then and, and managing mental health with, with power of movement and everything else. Yeah. Gratitude plays a huge role when Massive. exercising and on a daily basis, even when we're not exercising. I think, um, and I recognize it, massively in myself if I'm having a low phase I have a negative thought and instantly it multiplies into two and then it's 10 and it's 20 and before I know yeah. it hours have passed I've not spoken to anyone I've not left the house I'm crying I'm in a mess so mm. I think um when we notice that we are spiraling or if we've got a negative thought it's trying to remember or at least lock in and think right listen to that negative thought and then try and replace or at least yeah. offer yourself two positive thoughts to try and break that cycle because unfortunately is these things um automatic negative thoughts yep. are repeated and that can really really affect the mood and your want and ability to exercise which is going to help you come out of that place yeah um, 100%. And when in that place when i've got those negative thoughts they've already happened for hours and i've not noticed it and i'm like ah. Oh, I've been thinking really negatively and this is really detrimental to me right now. So I'm yeah. going to stop. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to consciously list three things that I am grateful for today. And being specific is so important because if you say you're grateful for your family, mm. it's so automatic and so obvious because yeah. you are that you're not grounding yourself in the moment and your surroundings. You're too, it's too subconscious. You need to be, yeah. be very specific on that day. And you might be um, 
grateful for your cup of coffee, your favorite mug that makes you smile or the grass or the, the view of the birds that are flying outside in your garden. So yeah, be specific with the gratitude to try and bring yourself back in and try and claw out of that spiraling negative mindset. Yeah. And I want to add to this as well, because I think for guys, for men, for dads, we think a lot of that, well, I can speak from experience. I used to think a lot of that was woo woo, but if you add the science behind it, I think it makes it a little bit more relatable. So how we, how we internally talk to ourselves, affects ourselves externally, our actions, the way we behave and everything else. And you, by being self-aware and being aware that everybody has, you know, negative thoughts uh, and being in that conscious awareness where you can snap out of that and the action of physically writing it down will mean that you will switch your mindset. And it's psychologically, it's been proven with the neural pathways in our brains. Okay. So it's not woo woo. It's science. It absolutely works. And I have a you know, a, a kind of morning routine where I write three things out every day. Now I don't, you know, I might miss it sometimes on the weekends, but pretty much in the week I am on it three things every single day. And like you say, Natalie, it's not thank you for my amazing life or thank you for my amazing. It's little small things. You know, it might be laughing with your kids. It might be that little moment and having that thing. And, and you then realize when you, perceive because it is all about perception when you perceive that things are not going right if you are if you have the ability to flick back into a positive thought your perception of what's not going right actually gets reframed to the point where you think actually it's not that bad it's it's just a, a moment in time which is happening and my perception of it is worse than actually what it is um, and, and you can just reframe it and it is very, very important. And again, you know, the times like we're in at the moment, um, I think it's so, so key and so valuable. So I guess what I'm saying that is, is, is it's not woo woo, <laughs> you know, it's, it yeah. absolutely does work. Um, so many people think it's woo woo and it's, yeah. it's crazy that we still have people who are oblivious to, you know, the psychology and the power of the mind um, and and benefits of these things. Yeah, it it baffles me. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you've got an extremely kind of busy schedule. You know, you've got full-time job, running club, or when running clubs are available. Um, You've got your own podcast, you know. So how do you make time to fit in because this is the biggest thing with parents and dads right and this is one of the things that i get all the time it's like we don't have time we've got more important things so how do you fit it into your day Mm. that's a really good question and i can imagine as you say you know a lot of listeners will um find it difficult to find the time especially being dads and you know having kids family family life um I'll be honest, it is hard. Um, and I don't have children. And I'm saying that from, you know, from an aspect that I haven't got a family, I haven't got people that are depending on me. Mm-hmm. I have my outer family that obviously do depend on me and, and I prioritize them and their time. Um, but I think the main thing is for what's important, remembering your why. And mm-hmm. if your goal or your intention 
or your mission is big enough and it is meaningful enough to you, then you will always find time. Whether yeah. that is that you sacrifice two hours of TV in the evening to exercise after the kids have gone to bed, or that you go to bed earlier, the same time as the kids do, so that you get up earlier whilst they're still sleeping and you've got the treadmill or you can go out for a yeah. walk. If, you've got, if you're lucky that you've got another half that's at home with the children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think harnessing and zoning in on your reason, your goal, your mission, what, what it is that you want to do, that is essential to mm. be able to set up that routine and hold yourself accountable. I think when you're out of sync with your, your goal and your mission, yeah. then everything else can fall to pieces. Yeah. And I've, I've witnessed that in my own routine and schedule. Um, at the moment, I'm not running, so I schedule that on the weekend, yeah. um, the walk runs that I do do, because yeah. the weekdays are just so dark yeah. But I'm not finding the time to be able to do that in the morning or evening. Yeah. I'll probably do one walk a week after work and one long one on the weekend and then yoga in the morning. That's my priority right. at the moment because that's my go-to to switch off and to um, de-stress. But yeah, I think that is the important thing is for everyone to remember what your why is, what your goal is. Yeah. And then you can think, right, where am I going to prioritize this? You know, what events or pastimes are less important to me that I'll do less frequently in yeah. order to achieve that goal. Yeah. And I think, again, the why, the whole why scenario can be seen as a bit woo-woo, but I think that once you understand what that is, it then makes everything else become so much easier because there's no motivation needed. And this is a big thing for me at the moment because everybody's talking about motivation, got no motivation when you understand the reason why you're doing what you're doing, you don't need motivation because you intrinsically want to do it. You know, you will prioritize that above everything else. Um, and that, you know, the, the same, the same thing goes for me. And, and I, I say to a lot of people, you know, they say, Oh, I should go to the gym or I should do this. No, that's, you shouldn't do anything that you don't want to do. And that's why you don't stay consistent at it because it's something you don't really want to do. So find your why, find something that really lights you up. And then there's no need for motivation because it will be intrinsically something that you want to do, you know, without, without being forced to do it. So, but you, you mentioned yoga there. Um, and I'm probably doing the dads a disservice, but you know, yoga is not a naturally, not naturally a, a guy's kind of practice, shall we say. Um, but I've learned through injury just how beneficial and valuable yoga is. And there are so many um, ex-rugby players now who do yoga practice and everything else. So what type of yoga do you do, Nasi, first off? You know, how has that kind of helped your running and just your just kind of mental state in general? Um, so I started yoga quite a few years ago on and off. Um, I'd go to a gym class. Um, I've always been interested in going to gym classes. So a lot of that involved Pilates and yoga and yoga lattes so I had some form of background which was helpful so that when I did start doing home workouts in 2017 when I started running and I realized just how important mobility flexibility and range of motion was for running I thought well I need to you know combine this with my old practice of yoga so I started doing it at home 
and yoga with adrian is a really good one she's got yeah. a channel on youtube have you used her videos yeah i have yeah, yeah. i think she's amazing i i yeah. think she's so like down to earth she doesn't care yeah. and she's just graceful and she's i find it funny um so yeah a lot of the running community use yoga with adrian i think she's brilliant um she deserves all the success in the world in my eyes yeah. so yeah most of the time it's her videos there are a few others lululemon do a lot okay. lululemon uk they've yeah. got a lot of run ambassadors and yoga ambassadors right. and some men too um so yeah they've got some good good videos on their channel and then just running um yoga for runners on youtube yeah. i'm such a youtube geek that i'll find myself <laughs> down a rabbit hole of, of yeah. videos and i'll always i'll always find material that i'm looking for so that's yeah. what i tend to do at home and normally in the morning i find practicing in the morning is most beneficial for myself because you wake up and you stretch um you feel lighter afterwards you've switched yeah. off before you've switched on which yeah. I think is really important. And it is good to move your body first thing before you get in the car, before you're going yes. to work, and you feel that stress on top of you. Because I can feel it now. Like if I go to work rushing in yeah. the morning, the stress is in my shoulders. My shoulders start rising like this. Yeah. And that's half the problem where I've got this yeah. injury already was from stress. So doing that in the morning, followed up with some meditation, um, and again, it doesn't have to be woo-woo. You can just no. put a song on, set yeah. a timer on your phone and just put a song with no no um, lyrics yeah. and just sit there and concentrate on your breath work, which yeah. I find helps me de-stress. Um, also gives me other benefits, helps um, your digestion, helps prevent irritable bowel syndrome, yeah. um, helps prevent anxiety and, yeah, promote calmness. So, yeah, I tend to do that in the morning followed up with meditation and then I'll have a herbal tea before I go to work. I just feel like that for me is, I, if I've done that, and do you know what, Darren, if, even if it's 20 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes, which is not strenuous exercise, I still feel like I'm winning. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, uh, and we'll, we'll get on to kind of morning routines and daily routines in a minute. But I think as we age and i've known this you know i'm 47 so you know you you're we you kind of evolve as you as you age you get into these certain position types so you know if you are an uh, an office based person for example and you commute you know you're sitting in this position where you're sitting in the car you do a slight little walk and you go to sit at the same position in a desk and then you get up you might have a little walk throughout the day you get back you know you get back in the car go home and then sit on the sofa you know over the period of time you start to lose mobility and if there's any time when we want mobility is as we age not go the other way so you know for people that haven't done yoga, just consider that factor. You know, you see so many people when they get in their 60s and 70s that they've become so immobile because their movement patterns have been, you know, in a, in a certain type through for the large part of their life that as they age, that just magnifies. And I'm really big into kind of movement and functional movement at the moment because I just think it's so key. And I think that even if listening to this, you decide that you're not a runner, um, but you, you know, you want to be healthier, 
like just doing a yoga practice, just doing movement, making sure all your, you know, joint health is there and, and everything else will just serve you so well as you go later on in life. Um, and yet you, you see so many people, Natalie, I don't know if you've noticed this, you know, particularly guys, you know, the, the kind of common mindset is, right, I want to lose a bit of weight, so I'm going to go running. Because running's so accessible, they just put on a pair of trainers and they go out and you can just see that they're so stiff and they're hardly, you know, they're not able to kind of get that movement for running properly. Whereas if they just didn't bother running and actually took on like a movement practice or a yoga practice, it would serve them much better. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what just popped into my mind? I was thinking then, and if, if, you, if that's what people are choosing, head out for a run straight away. Yeah. It's remembering that running, it's such a beneficial sport. But if you're running the wrong way or yeah. running the same tempo or same threshold all the time, it is, you're doing yourself a disservice. You actually make sometimes make doing more harm than is good because if your heart rate is too high you know frequently whilst you're running on every run that you're doing you're actually going to impact your immune system you're going to put too much stress on it which can then cause sickness and you know injury as well so it's it's balancing your high impact exercising you know such Mm. as running or um, cycling whatever it is that you choose to do whether it's hit workouts with something a little bit more less impactful yeah. it's a little bit more working in a lower heart rate i find balances everything out because i'll remember when i was training for a marathon that that season my gosh i've never been so poorly in all my life i had right. about two flus and two bouts of colds all within a six month period i was just run into the ground yeah. because i was just training too much yeah too much not yeah. good and, and that's overtraining is a common thing, particularly when you've got, you know, what, what it is you enjoy to do dialed in. Uh, and I suffered with this a few years ago. Like I would, I would get really anxious if I didn't train like twice a day, if I didn't break out into a sweat, you know, I would, um, and the results of that, like you say, you end up with illness and injury. So there's a, you know, there's a fine line, you know, it's, it's not a, a simple case of you just go harder. It's like everything in life, really, you have to, you know, take it in and do it in moderation. Anything, you know, too much of one thing is never, is never a good thing, is it? So I think that's, that's, yeah, that's really important that you point that out, but let, let's just step back to what you said earlier on about routine and, and your morning routine. So what, you know, I've got something fairly similar. So you, you say you're getting up in the morning. Do you do meditation first or, or do you do your yoga first? How, how does your morning routine work? So I get up and the first thing I'll do is get the yoga mat out, practice yoga first. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you say, um, how do you, how do you motivate yourself? Mm. It's that accountability. So even, you know, this is a simple, simple hack. I've time-lapsed my yoga practices when right. I've been lacking motivation. So for me, it was like, right, I'll post it to my story, add some music and people tend to mention say, Oh, that, that got me up and going or that made yeah. me do some yoga or, Oh, I must get back to yoga. Um, and it's not just to show, Oh, Hey, this is what I'm doing. It's no. more because, I've been struggling, so hey, I'm going to be holding myself accountable by showing you I'm still doing this or I'm doing this. And it's not for anyone else's, um, no, no. anyone else but myself. So yeah, yeah, I'll get up, do the yoga first. I find 
um, and I shared this the other day, um, it comes back to the whole woo-woo method as well, or theory. <laughs> um, if people are struggling with meditation or they've found that it's never worked for them, yeah. I have said before online, try it again after combining it with a, an exercise you enjoy. So okay. for me, I found practicing meditation after yoga was so, so powerful because mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, done some yoga, I haven't eaten any breakfast at this point and some of these workouts are quite hard and I'm yeah. holding these poses and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm starving. I'm, I feel like I've got no energy and this is really difficult, <laughs> but it's worth it. Um, yeah. So you come out of all of that and once you finish your practice and like Adrian's talking to you or whoever it is that you're following and you go into Shavasana where you're lying flat on the floor, on your back, you're all, you've, you're all done in with your yoga routine and you feel, oh, this just feels amazing just to stop and just to relax because I've just worked yeah. my body really hard. First thing with no, with no um, breakfast at all. And yeah. at that point then I put on a meditation track because yeah. I'm relaxed. Um, and that for me has been the most powerful time to practice meditation because I do really switch off. Yeah. So I either listen to my own music and I do it myself, or if I feel like my mind is really busy yeah. and I'm not going to be able to switch off, then I'll listen to a guided one because I'm more inclined to follow the instructions and continue with that meditative track than I am on my own with, uh, with music. Sometimes we need a little bit of guidance if we're yeah. feeling a little bit lost or a bit murky. Um, so that's yeah. the general routine and I'll always finish it with, um, you know, drinking some water, whether that's lemon water or a herbal tea. Yeah. Um, I try to, um, I can't remember who I learned this from. It was on another podcast. Hydrate before caffeinating. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Hydrate before you caffeinate. Yeah. I just think that's really important. Yeah. Well, I, I, I used that phrase actually in my community a few weeks ago and, that, mm-hmm. and they loved it. They, they, they jumped on that and they really loved it. But I think um, around the meditation side of things is I struggled with calming down my mind and I tried it for a long, long period of time to try and just sit and meditate without any guidance. And I have to do it with guidance um, because if I, I find that if I don't, my mind just races and I just, uh, the, you know, the, what, what you've got to do that day, what you've got to get done, what you haven't done and all the rest of it. So for me, guided meditation is the best. And you, I think you have to go through a process with meditation. Don't expect to sit down tomorrow, for example, and nail it because it took me, I'd say it probably took me about six months to really get into a rhythm and I only do it for 10 minutes, really. Uh, and I find that that is enough. Um, but yeah, I think for, for people listening to this that are going to try it, you have to stick with it. It's like anything, really. You have to build a habit with it. Um, yeah. And once you can go, you know, kind of go into that introspective state where you're focusing on how you're feeling, what your body's doing, all the rest of it, it will give you that sense of real kind of relaxed calm to go into the day with particularly if you then have to go from meditation to getting the kids up, getting them ready for school and all the rest of it, you will definitely find that you're in a much more calmer state. You're not in a kind of anxious state or getting very irate with the kids when they don't get dressed because they don't get dressed ever when you ask them to. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think meditation really, really helps with that. Um, 
yeah yeah i think it's yeah i think it's a great practice and i I think you know there it is becoming more widespread i think if you if you spoke to somebody five years ago that said that they did meditation and all what we've just spoken about you'd probably get a funny look and i guess you probably would still get a a reasonably funny look now but it is so beneficial you know there's hundreds of billions of dollars being spent in this industry now um Mm. but an app that i use um natalie is calm daily calm um i find that pretty good they've got some 10 minute meditations on youtube um so you, you don't have to subscribe to them but yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty good i was gonna say um i've heard a lot about daily calm the yeah. one i use and i was gonna um, suggest or you know mention for your listeners is the insight timer so i saw okay. this online somewhere an insight timer app um, has thousands of free meditations, probably similar to Daily Calm. Then. And mm-hmm. I like that you can go in and select like a time. So yeah. if you've got 20 minutes free, you can go in, select 20 minutes, and then there'll be meditations there. If you did subscribe annually, which is £50, which yeah. I did accidentally, um, <laughs> they've got, which is always a nightmare, isn't it, when that happens? Yeah. Um, they've got courses that you can do like self-developmental courses and listen to so they're really good but you don't have to subscribe and they they are good because you go in you can even search via a keyword so if you put stress anxiety or calm um happy so they'll have happy meditations or um, gratitude so yeah that's what i use and um, going back to what you were saying that you find guided the the best and it took you six months it does take a long time to, to get mm. into it. Yeah. And um, recently I did a 30 day, what was it? 35 days of meditation daily in the right. morning. And the way I felt after it was amazing. Like mm. the injury that I'd sustained and the pain that I'd had daily had decreased considerably. Right. So I was in a lot less pain. I was less, so much less anxious. Yeah, less yeah. stressy in work. I drive to work smiling, feeling happy. Yeah. And anything that arose in work, I felt like I could handle it. Yes. Like, because I'm already in that calm yeah. frame of mind. And then I keep saying I'm going to go back and do that 30 day just to get it back. So I'm doing it yeah. every single day because, you know, some days we miss, don't we? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I must do that because I want to see if it helps the pain again. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a whole other podcast around yeah. um, mindset and you know illness and stuff like that. And it's been proven time and time again that you know th- your state of mind can and will affect you know illnesses, injuries, and things like that. So yeah, I'm a huge big believer uh, in that to be honest. But Nancy, you've also got this ethos that you live by. Um, called Get Up and Get Going. So where did, where did that come from? Do you know what? I think that just came to me. Um, I think it just spun off from the um, going, but you'll always regret not going. Yeah. So I kept saying that to myself. So if I was having uh, you know, a lack of motivation or I was thinking, oh, do I really want to go out? I'd tell myself, you know, You'll never get going, but you always get not going. Yeah. It works about 99.9% of the time, obviously, <laughs> unless you, you know, if you go out and then you just, you know, sustain an injury, then obviously you might regret yeah. it, but you might still have great gratitudes from that day had you not have gone out, you yeah. know, they wouldn't have surfaced. So um, it came from that. And I think it was a mantra to myself 
to get up and get going. So like mm. there've been so many periods in my life where I wasn't able to get up and get going. I couldn't right. leave my bed. I couldn't leave the house. Yeah. Like yeah. awfully, awfully depressed. Yeah. Um, and I just, so much of my time has been wasted almost or missed mm. because of low periods that yeah. I try my hardest now to just always get up and get going. And it doesn't matter what that is. I used to apply it to exercise and running specifically. So get up and get going out of the house, get out and get the fresh air, get your vitamin D, serotonin, your endorphins going. So it used to apply that. And then I started realizing that actually I found it useful for other activities. So I might be too anxious to go food shopping if I was feeling unwell. And then I would remember that, you know, actually I'll feel good for doing this. I'll feel accomplished. And I'll, you know, I might see someone on my way out that might see, mm. you know, you know, it's just the simplest of things or, you know, go and buy your favorite dish that you're going to make that night. Yeah. So then you cook for yourself. It's all a process. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I realized that it applied to so many other aspects in my life. And sometimes Social events as well were very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I'd really have to motivate myself to get dressed, made up and go and see people because I didn't feel I had the energy. Yeah. But I always felt better after it, always. And my mind and my mindset, my mood would be lifted because of myself making myself to get up and get going and doing that activity or the chore that yeah. was at hand. Yeah, definitely. I think... I, for me, you know, on that scenario when you don't feel like doing it, often, more often than not, is when I will have my best training sessions um, when I don't feel like doing it and I go out and force myself to do it. And I sometimes have this, this kind of rule with myself. And it happened to me, when was it, last Saturday or Sunday? Um, I went out for a run and um, I don't know what happened, but it was like within the first 500 meters, I, I don't want to do this. I'm going to stop. And then I kind of, and, th and this is why I say it's just a big mental game. You know, then I had this deal with myself. I was like, right, if I still feel like this after the first 2K, then I'm going to just stop and go back. And you never do because that kind of, you know, everything kicks in and, you know, your your breathing starts to to kind of, regulate you've got enough oxygen in your blood and everything else and and you feel good and so it, it never happens but it's it's this constant kind of battle right it's almost like you're doing a deal with yourself it's like right you can you you can stop if you want but you need to do x and it's almost like you're talking to a child in many ways right because you always bargain with children and say to them well if you do this and you can have this and it's it's kind of that type of thing so I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, to point out to people that we all have this, you know, we all have doubts, we all have bouts of, you know, yeah, low periods and not feeling like doing stuff. And it's in those moments, if you are, you know, aware that you can kind of coach yourself and talk to yourself, that you can, you can quite easily overcome these things, you know, they're not insurmountable. So, yeah, I think that's just you know, something that I wanted to point out. But Natalie, before I let you go, I would like to know if there's five key points you could recommend to the dads listening that they could take away today to help, you know, improve their movement, you know, uh, their, and their mental, physical health. Five key points. Okay. Yes. So yeah. One would be get up and get going. So. Yeah. You know, have that as a staple in your week, even if you've only got 
time for two workouts that week, whatever it is, whatever you've got for that week, just schedule it and yeah. know that that's your time for you. Yeah. So that when you have your time, you turn up and you show up for your family in a better frame of mind, a better person. Yeah. So get up and get going. Number two, I would say is your gratitudes. Yeah. So like we discussed earlier, so just, you know, if you've got a few moments spare and you're just thinking, you know, you know, lack of motivation or you notice a negative um, thing pop up in your head, just say three things that you're grateful for that day. That really helps. Number three, I find is really good in if you're feeling anxious or you're really, really stressed from work or it's been a really stressful day with the family, whatever it is. Number three is remembering to um, list three things you can see, smell, hear and touch so that you're using your senses. And it just, it's so powerful. I can't tell you how powerful this is because you switch off from all those stresses, all the anxieties that you had, you actually forget what you were thinking about. It's really good. I'll have to link you um, an article to that. Yeah, please. Um, Number four, hydrate before you caffeinate. Yes. It sounds so simple, but you know what? That can really, really make a difference to your day um, and really re-energize you in the morning. Number five, prioritize sleep. Sleep yeah. is so, so important. I can't, like, we didn't talk about that today. And I know no. you had someone on recently, didn't you, saying yes. about sleep. But honestly, sleep for me is crucial. It's like medicine. When yeah. we go to sleep, we are recovering, we, we are rehabilitating, and we're getting ourselves ready for the next day. Yeah, 100%. Yes. The, the thing with, as you was talking there that came, came to my mind was that, you know, people listening to this might think that what we're talking about is all like really simple and basic. And it is, but you'll be amazed as to how many people will dismiss this information that we're sharing. And we, I believe as, as kind of humans, we love to overcomplicate stuff. And if somebody tells us something that's really simple, you're like, that's not going to work. Surely there's got to be a magic pill that I need to take in order to get the outcome that I want. No, there is there's so much around your health, which is really simple, basic and straightforward that you just need to do it. And it will yield like huge results. Um, and like you said, Natalie, you know, sleep, you just said sleep. And there'll be people listening to this podcast will be thinking, what are they talking about sleep? Of course, you know, we sleep, but no, there is an element to sleep, which is, wholly underestimated and that's you know the quality of your sleep you know the 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 REM sleep the deep sleep the temperature of your room the darkness of your room will all dictate how good your sleep quality is and then that just rolls forward into your day because just at a very basic level if you are sleep deprived you will naturally gravitate towards stimulants and stimulants Mm -hmm. being sugar caffeine all that like bad fatty foods to kind of get that energy level up. And that's not where you want to be because all that happens with that is it just snowballs. It will just carry on and carry on and carry on. So yeah, I think that's a a fantastic final point um, to finish on Natalie. And, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, There'll be some dads listening to this thinking, hang on a minute. She's not a dad. Well, that's very well observed. She's not, but you've shared with some great information with us. And like I said, I appreciate you coming on. So for, for people that are listening, how can they connect with you? You know, what's the podcast, you know, all that kind of good stuff. 
Um, so you can connect online via Instagram and Facebook, and I'm under Not Another Runner. And then there's the podcast, also the same title. So that's available on all podcast platforms, Not Another Runner. And that's a health and well-being related podcast aiming to inspire others to get up and get going and to live happier, healthier lifestyles. And I tend to interview um, other runners and triathletes or exercise enthusiasts um, and those who share tips on health and well-being. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time again. Go and check her out, guys. Uh, Not Another Runner podcast. It's a great, great podcast. Um, And yeah, I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.